morning, afternoon, or evening. Welcome to I'm Talking Waffles. I'm your host, Ileana. So happy fall. If you're listening to this as the episode comes out, if you're the future folk, then I don't know if it's fall there, like when you're listening to this episode, but for me, it is fall. And it's pretty wild that the weather just suddenly, boom, down to like nine degrees Celsius. The leaves suddenly turned orange and like red and stuff. So yeah, it's pretty cool literally. <laughs> so I've cracked out my fall mugs, which is like a pumpkin mug that I got at Chapters Indigo. And I've of course tried all the new Starbucks drinks, all the old Starbucks drinks that are like fall flavored because I love fall. Fall is, it's my favorite. I'm a basic, like a basic fall girl. What can I say? Today, I wanted to focus on a really common topic, especially around people our ages in the 20s, uh, younger, even older, and that's insomnia. So I had pretty chronic insomnia for honestly my entire life is like pretty much what I can think of like I don't remember a time where I didn't have insomnia except for now because I have finally found something that works it doesn't involve sleeping pills no melatonin nothing like that and I've actually gotten my insomnia cured it took a really long time but I wanted to share basically how I did that and how you can do that as well. It does take a lot of work, but it's definitely worth it. So let's just jump right into t this week's episode. Now, obviously I'm not a doctor. I have a college diploma that's as high of education that I have. So just know that this is me telling you what the sleep doctor told me and the sleep doctor's recommendations that I did, as well as this book called Say Goodnight to Insomnia. Now that book is really, really good. It's the only one, so that one basically has like how you're able to calculate your sleep because you need to do a sleep log every single day. And so I didn't have to do any of the math stuff. Like I just plugged in my numbers in an Excel spreadsheet and the sleep doctor took care of it. So I recommend if you want to make sure you're tracking your sleep and all of that because there's like a special technique within there of like how much sleep you get and then how much sleep you have to like cut out because you're basically going to make yourself super super exhausted to adjust your sleep schedule now i can't really speak too well on that but that is a key component on determining your sleep schedule so yeah just make sure you get the the math part of that but after you do that i'm these are the techniques that you can use so the number one most important then is basically that you need to wake up the exact same time every day even on weekends. Now that crushed my heart and my soul because weekends to me were the days I would sleep in. And according to my sleep logs, I was doing 13 hours of sleep on the weekends. Uh, that did not include naps, by the way. And there's a difference between sleeping and time in bed. So that's also important because when you're supposed to wake up, you cannot just spend that time in the bed. You have to immediately get out of the bed. And that's another key component in fixing your sleep. So my sleep doctor recommended my sleep schedule is I go to bed at 9.30 p.m. I wake up at 6.30 a.m. every single day. And so this is really great because it's making your body like align with your circadian rhythm and it's going to make it less stressful on your body to like wake up because when you sleep in, you're kind of messing everything up and you're pushing along like all the regular things that happen when you wake up. Uh, obviously, I'm not a doctor, but like, I hope you get the point of what I mean. And so that's really, really important. Making sure that if you're supposed to wake up at 630, you do not stay in your bed till like seven or eight or 
nine or whatever, you get out of bed exactly when you're supposed to and you have to do this every single day. So obviously it does take a lot of self-discipline, but it's better than insomnia. Another one, which is obviously very important, but it was only a contributing factor and that's good sleep hygiene. So as somebody who has had chronic insomnia for 23 years, I'll just say 23, even though I don't know if as a baby I had it, but like whatever. Uh, basically, I have done an immense amount of work in having good sleep hygiene. And so that basically means like reducing your screen time, like an hour and a half, two hours before you go to bed, like regulating the temperature of your home, if that's like adjusting the AC or putting on the heat, doing like relaxing activities, winding down before the day, like maybe reading a book or something, anything to kind of get you away from screen time. So those are really important contributing factors, but they're not what's going to get rid of your chronic insomnia. So you just have to make sure you continuously do these habits. So you have the good sleep hygiene and you follow your sleep schedule, again, even on weekends. Another one that really surprised me is about naps. So basically, you have to have naps that are less than 45 minutes and they have to end seven or more hours before your lights out time. So that basically means that based on my sleep schedule of 9.30 to 6.30, that if I choose to have a nap, obviously it has to be less than 45 minutes, and the last time I can have a nap is at 2.30 p.m. And sticking to that is really important because basically the same as if you were sleeping in on the weekends, you're basically like messing up your own sleep schedule by going to sleep and making your body think, oh, it's time to go to bed, and then you wake up and you're like moving around and it just makes it harder to go to sleep. Now, this one, Maybe it sounds self-explanatory, maybe you've tried it, but this one, like it doesn't sound as grand as it is, but to me it was game-changing and that's positive sleep thoughts. And so if you have chronic insomnia uh, or even insomnia in general, I'm sure that you've woken up and you're like, oh no, like I'm awake, like I can't go back to bed, this is horrible, I only have like two hours of like sleep before I have to wake up and start my day, this is going to ruin my entire day and it kind of like spirals from that. And that is actually what's keeping you awake because it is super, super common for people to wake up 20 to 40 times, this has been fact-checked, people wake up 20 to 40 times a night, but they just don't remember it. And so when you're waking up, it's completely normal, but then you are basically bringing the adrenaline through your body when you're being anxious, thinking about how you're not gonna be able to go back to sleep. And now it's gonna be, your whole day is gonna be ruined. And that's actually you keeping yourself awake not the insomnia, because it's completely normal to wake up. And this really surprised me. So the way to counteract that is to basically tell yourself these like positive sleep so thoughts and eventually you'll start to believe them. Like I'm probably getting more sleep than I think I am, maybe an hour or like my daytime functioning is due in part to my stressful negative sleep thoughts. Or this one, which I already mentioned, but this one like changed my entire world is it's normal to wake up many times during the night. If I relax, I may fall back asleep sooner. This one was so game changing to me because I was the person who'd wake up and be like, oh no, like I bet that I only have like one hour of sleep left, like this is horrible or like anything like that. And so when you have the positive sleep so thoughts on top of deep breathing, that's a game changer, even if it's only a little bit of deep breathing. So meditation and deep breathing is highly, highly recommended for anybody who has trouble sleeping and you could do it before bed you could do it when you wake up, but I find it's actually most beneficial when I wake up and remember, sorry, when I remember waking up in the middle of the night, you just like breathe 
like that's all you have to do just do deep breathing focus on your deep breathing and like tell yourself like you're gonna relax like you're gonna go back to sleep and it works like I don't know how to explain how game-changing this was it's game-changing like I'll occasionally remember waking up and I'll be like okay time for some deep breaths and boom I'm out like a light whereas previously my sleep log said that I was awake for about two hours after I woke up in the middle of the night and now it's like less than 10 minutes it's honestly game-changing there's another one which the sleep doctor recommended that I don't actually do it for sleep I actually do it before like um my work meetings if I'm really nervous about something but it works for sleep as well because it's all related to like that adrenaline and anxiety going through your body and it's a technique called shake it off so this is common when you wake up in the middle of the night you have to go to the bathroom and then you're like oh no I'm gonna lose all my sleep that's kind of the example the doctor gave but essentially what shake it off is is exactly what it sounds like you should start like shaking and wiggling your body to kind of like like imagine just like shaking off all of the bad yuckiness and then like you can go back to bed and I personally haven't really had to try it for going to sleep but people who are part of that program had said that it was super beneficial for them so that's why I'm recommending it as well but for me it's actually really good to just shake it off before like a big meeting or anything that makes me nervous and it helps like it really just helps calm down your entire like body and stuff so yeah it's super super cool and this is all possible without like sleep medication which I think is important to mention as well I have basically done anything you can think of to fix my sleep I've tried obviously melatonin I've tried sleep stuff I've tried fixing my sleep hygiene but it really has just come down to like I think what the biggest contributing factor for me at least as somebody who's worked very hard to actually sleep like a regular person. And I would say that the main things were definitely going to bed and waking up the exact same time every single day, even on weekends, using those positive sleep thoughts and like knowing that they're backed up by science, that it's so normal for people to wake up. Because my insomnia was like maintenance insomnia, which is where you wake up, remember waking up multiple times and you can't go back to sleep. So that was really beneficial for me, knowing and seeing that it was backed up by science that every single person in the world wakes up in the middle of the night but they just don't remember it or if they do they only remember a couple of times another one of course was the naps one i it didn't even cross my mind that you can't you shouldn't have a nap like a certain amount of time before you go to bed or it's going to mess everything up and then finally the deep breathing i have been like doing meditation and stuff for like like two years maybe more or so and I was always doing it before bed or like towards the end of the day which I think definitely helped but waking up in the middle of the night and just like doing like the body scan or deep breathing I don't recommend like grabbing your phone and like putting on a meditation because like the light on your phone and you'll see the time and everything and for me that stresses me out like I refuse to look at my phone I put it on sleep mode because I don't want to know what time it is because that's what really stresses me out and so yeah just like doing deep breathing just knocks me right out and it's so cool that I finally don't have insomnia anymore and the thing though is that obviously insomnia can always come back and so the way to like make sure it doesn't come back is really just stick to your schedule there's obviously going to be times where you won't be able to stick to your schedule like uh for instance I took a train to Toronto like a month or a bit ago and the train didn't arrive in Toronto until like 
11 p.m. So that messed up my sleep schedule. But the most important thing, like any habit, is like it's like the one day rule where it messes up for one day, but then immediately get back on track. And that this is actually from Atomic Habits that I learned this from, uh, which if you haven't read it or you haven't heard my book review, it was the last episode. Uh, like, so you'll just like see it below this episode. And I don't, well, I mean, I don't know how the display looks, but for me, it's below this episode because it was the last episode I did. But basically the one day rule and like you can mess up your schedule for like one day, but you really have to make sure that you get back on track as soon as possible. So even when I went on vacation, I stuck to my sleep schedule. Even on my birthday, I stuck to my sleep schedule because it's really, really important to me to not have insomnia again. And there has been like such a massive improvement in just like my everyday life. Like I wake up, I have so much time in the day. I feel healthier. I feel happier. I feel like I'm not falling asleep all the time. Like I just was always so tired before. And I'm like, okay, yeah, so I've been doing some really great work projects, if I dare say so myself. And like, I think that, and I know that because I had fixed my sleep, it's just making me a more productive, healthier, happier kind of person. And so I really hope that these tips and tricks help you. And again, the book that really helped was Say Goodnight to Insomnia. It's like a six week program, but it is so, so worth it. You don't even have to have a sleep doctor to like, do this I just ended up having one because I did a sleep study and like I was recommended to it and Ontario it was like covered for free and all that stuff but honestly I think you just need that book and it will well I hope that it get, does the exact same thing it did for me that it does for you because it was so it is so game-changing I also don't feel like I need to drink like more than one cup of coffee in the day so take that take that as you will so yeah, that's pretty much how I conquered my insomnia without sleep pills. And I hope that it kind of motivated you or inspired you or taught you something new. And I really hope that you try out these techniques. And remember, you really have to stick to it because I didn't start seeing results until I would say three weeks into doing it, like two to three weeks into doing it, because it is really, really hard in the beginning. Like a lot of things, like try, having to stay up till 9.30, was so difficult for the first two weeks I was like I'm like I can't do it I can't do it and I'm like no I can do it I can do it so you just got to keep pushing forward and the results are honestly worth it I love being able to sleep now and I really hope you can enjoy your sleep as well oh another thing I have to add is that your bed should only be for sleeping do not read on it do not play on your phone on it do not watch tv on it nothing your bed is only for sleep and you have to associate it with only sleep. Don't do anything else except for sleep. That's also really important. And I'm happy I remembered to mention that to you as well because that's also game changing. Because if you do other stuff on your bed, like watch a movie or just hang out on your phone or anything like that that is not related to sleeping, then your brain is not gonna associate it with the place of rest. It's gonna associate it with a place of activity. And that's obviously not what you want. So after I discovered that, uh, me and my boyfriend bought a couch and then we like, moved a lot of the stuff into like a different room so it's easy to associate this is the sleeping room and then this is like the video games tv movies like all of that reading room kind of thing and that that's really helped as well so yes don't forget that that's really important so with that it is now time for everybody's favorite part of the show that's right is the fun fact of the day so today's fun fact is dun -da -da! some people dream in black and white Recent studies show that roughly 12% of people dream in black and white, 
And while this might seem surprising, before the introduction of color TV, this was actually closer to 75%. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, follow, do all the things that are required uh, to show your happiness with my podcast. Uh, it really means a lot. Thank you so much. And with that, I'm going to bid you a great rest of your morning, a great rest of your evening, a great rest of your night, a great rest of your apocalypse, and a great rest of your insomnia sleep conquering. You can do it. I believe in you. Just remember, it takes a lot of perseverance, but you got this. Come on. Okay, I'll see you next Monday.